What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Run Happy Podcast. I'm Baxter Friedman. And I'm Charlie Rook, and this is a podcast for people that want to improve themselves as runners as well as people, and always run happy. Let's get into it. All right, what is up, everyone? Welcome to the eighth episode of the Run Happy Podcast. Today, we're here with Diego Flores, senior from the University of Trinity, and we're going to talk to him about running a little bit, and you know we're really excited about it. So, yeah. Diego, how you doing today, man? I'm doing all right, boys. It's it's good. It's good to be here. Good to be talking to y'all. Good to finally make this happen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. man. I was I was really happy to really finally get this going. Yeah. Um. But dude, so uh, tell everyone, I guess, a little bit about yourself and uh, how you got into running. Yeah. So uh, I'm Diego. I'm a senior at Trinity University. I've been running since like seventh grade uh this has been something i've been doing for a really really long time um i really love running i started it actually because uh my mom said i was i was too small to play football and i was like hey, you know what i guess i'll do this cross-country thing and you know good couple years later this is kind of all i do so yeah um uh i am what i call myself i'm the most washed runner in the ncaa so uh that's my self-proclaimed title but yeah it's a little bit about me that's awesome. I saw that uh, that caption on your Instagram. How did you come up with the most washed runner in the NCAA? Uh, it's just kind of a joke that goes around uh, the team. The guys are always talking about like the term washed and and like rolled. Personally, I like washed more, um, but I I just think it's it's funny calling myself washed. You know, I think it, it puts a little bit of perspective and keeps myself humble. You know, I can't take myself too seriously. You know. I love it. Yeah. Just, um, just keep making fun of yourself, I guess. I don't know. Uh, that's what, yeah. like, I, I do that to myself a lot, uh, to, yeah, just to make sure that I don't take this sport too seriously. Um, but so like whenever you were younger running, like what got you like more motivated to keep it going and like, what made you want to go, uh, to the next level of competing collegiately? Uh, I had a really good, um, like high school and middle school coach. I went to like a small charter school um in texas it's 2a um which is like the second smallest division and so i had the same coach from middle school all the way into high school and he was just a really really great mentor and a great friend now and he's he just kind of walked me through all of it and i never really thought it was a possibility until i got uh later into high school of running in in college and i just really fell in love with the sport after like the first practice and i've just pushed since then yeah, that's awesome, man. I mean, I think that's how it all ha- it happens for all of us. You never really think that you're going to end up running in college, and then all of a sudden it kind of grabs you, and that's what ends up happening. But you started your career at the University of North Texas, if we have that correct, and now you're at Trinity. So you kind of walk us through that whole process and uh, what Trinity is like now and why you decided to transfer. Yeah, uh, that was a, a whole journey. So that all started kind of over COVID. So my senior year was 2020, which was the COVID year. And um, I had one track track meet my senior year and then COVID cut everything off, like right after we got back from spring break. So, you know, everybody's got a different experience, but mine kind of propelled me into Trinity and like everything that's going on and where I am today. But so I had wanted to go D1. You know, I was obsessed with the, the D1 dream. I really wanted to make it big. And I really liked the academics and everything else at UNT. So I 
started talking to the coach. I was in conversation with him a little bit, and he told me that I wasn't fast enough um, at the time, but he would be willing to let me try out and potentially walk on to the team. And so I trained all of COVID all of that summer um, to go to UNT. And I was training with like my private team, some of my friends, but my parents were super, super uptight about COVID. So I did a lot of training by myself. Like that was like the first time that I had really, really taken on running by yourself. And so I trained up, got to UNT, uh, went to get my paperwork signed for the, um, the tryouts. Cause you have to get all this, all this, this stuff filled out. And the coach was like, Hey man, like, I know this is why you came here, but the team's getting cut like funding wise. So um, we're going to have to shrink the team smaller than it already is. And so the first to go, are going to be some of the freshmen and obviously the people that were going to walk on. And I just kind of sat there and was like, Oh, like, this is why I came here, dude. Like, dang. And so that, that, you know, that stung. Yeah, I completely understand that. I mean, well, I, I say I completely understand that. Obviously, that's never happened to me. And, you know, that sounds like a, a really horrible experience. I can't imagine going yeah. to a school specifically to run and then just cutting your funding. So I'm glad yeah. you were able to find Trinity. How did how did that process go? Did you reach out to them or did they kind of reach out to you? Well, it was like that whole I stayed that entire my entire like freshman year. I stayed at UNT just training by myself out there. My like uh, my high school, my high school coach was still sending me workouts because he was like, dude, it's not your fault that this happened. Like, I'm going to try to help you out in whatever way I can. And so I was getting workouts and I was training by myself out there and um, I was funding like self-funding races. Like I was driving to different cities in Texas, um, trying uh, to run a time that was like that uh, another program would look at or even that the, the UNT coach would look at. Cause when he originally told me, he was like, there may be still spots open in the spring. And so I held out hope for joining in track. And so I ran, I like just did base phase that whole like w- fall and winter I was just doing a lot of mileage. I did like one cross race ran awfully and then uh, went into the spring and was like all right you know like let's start doing some track races see what i can do and i ran one i think uh i ran a 5k oh no no no. i started off with a mile and i ran i ran some awful and then i reached out to the unt coach and he was like there's no opportunity here anymore and so then at this point i kept training and was just trying to get times so that other programs could look out so that I could reach out to the programs and have something to show them and just be like, you see, like I didn't stop running. Like I'm still training, but I was just not like improving at all. I was like running, like getting slower every race. I ran a good couple of five Ks. Um, I broke 1630 once I think. And the rest of them, I was running like 1640s, like going out really fast and then closing in like 530. Just cause like I was just running off like pure anger and, Trinity had originally reached out to me my freshman year and my decision was between UNT and Trinity. And so at the, like when it came down to it and I was still like obsessed with the D one dream, I was like, I reached back out to Trinity 
and all these like a bunch of other d1 schools are like yeah dude like you're just like you're not very good anymore like there's no point in us trying to sign you like you could come walk on if you want but we can't promise you a spot and then i reached out to trinity and my coach coach dom uh she was like yeah like and i was like i'm not in good shape anymore like i've been trying and training but like i'm burnt out i like i'm not racing well and she was like that's okay like we'll we'll take you like we we want you on this team we'd be more than happy to have you here like we i know that you'll work i've seen what you're able to do and like you're more than welcome to come and after she said that like after months of just people telling me i was like essentially ass or and like garbage i was like you know what this is this is the place for me this is where i should go dude that's awesome um like that i'm sure all that happening uh while you're still trying to race like people telling you no and all that i'm sure that really like affected your mental game whenever you ran so like the fact that like this like they they gave you a chance i'm sure that's had to take so much like pressure off your shoulders and like i'm sure that felt amazing yeah i mean there was one distinct like moment i have where that that exact like that exact experience it was right before i ran like my last attempt at trying to break 16 because like that was the goal for me and it was i was racing at night and at like noon i get a call from one of the other coaches i was talking to and he was like hey we made a decision um we found an 800 guy that ran like 850 uh 152 so um we're not going to be able to take you like that's tough man i'm sorry like good luck on your race tonight though and i was like damn dude you know like i was like prepping for this race i was like you know i gotta i gotta impress this coach like this is it and then you know they just kind of yeah yeah that's how are you able to because obviously that was a long year of training just by yourself i'm sure there was a lot of doubt there how are you able to stay motivated yourself for a whole year it was hard. I, d- I definitely lost. I can't like lie. I- I'm not like, I can't lie and say like I was super motivated every single time and that like I didn't give up hope towards the end there. But it was just like, I don't know. It was just this drive in me that like I had told myself I was going to run in college and it was something that I had worked all of high school for. And I was like, if I can't do this, then all the work I put in the last four years and all the like, things I put myself through like over COVID just training by myself is just for nothing, you know? And I just couldn't let that happen. And I had uh, two of my closest friends from high school went to UNT with me and they would just like, they'd get me out of bed sometimes in the morning to go run. Uh, I didn't have a car. So one of my buddies would drive like 20 minutes just to draw me off at a track and just, just like, just let me run and, and like do my thing and then come back and pick me up. He'd just like sit in the stand sometime and hang out with me and that's like it's so special yeah that's awesome yeah. That, that oh my gosh that's like that's dedication right there you have those are some real friends for real yeah I, yeah and he he's still like he still goes to unt and i come here and um but he'll check in with me before races and like that that's my boy that's so, so shout out daniel that 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 man was that's awesome we love daniel. I'm, I'm we love daniel. We yeah. love daniel yes exactly yeah no that is a that's a real teammate and i mean that that shows you the importance of teammates right there and i'm sure that helped massively because obviously the coach saw that and was like yeah we know you can work yeah come on down so that's that's really cool so obviously then you got to trinity and uh how how did that start for you how was that adjustment um it was a very very big adjustment 
I I came into Trinity and like after everything that had happened, I wasn't sure where I was going to go, to be honest. It was still like a decision of whether I just wanted to stay at UNT and just continue studying there or um, going to Trinity and continuing to run. So I took like a, a break from running for like two months because I was just burnt out. Everything hurt. And mentally, I was like just kind of torn apart. And then when I signed with Dom, she gave me like a training plan and tried to get me back in shape. But those just those two months, like mixed with the burnout, I was like out of it. The first cross season here and with the the training that that coach Dom gives us here is it's a lot of like very slow, high mileage. Like the workouts are really, really aerobic and really long. And the stuff I've been doing before was short and fast. And so it was a completely different um, like workouts for me and my body adapted eventually, but that first cross season was, was, was pretty tough. No, I completely understand. I remember, I think both of us, both me and Baxter experienced that coming in as freshmen for sure. I think yeah. uh, the 8k distance is, uh, will humble you yes. to say the least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that's like, even though I was like, like out of shape and, and like hefty and heavy, like, I think that every freshman coming into to college, getting into this, like, longer distance and racing the 8K is going to experience, like, some semblance of that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, And, like, I don't know, Charlie and I were talking about this uh earlier today, but, like, was there, um like, that one specific workout that you ran and you were like, oh, man, yeah, now I'm a collegiate runner. Like, that hurts so much. And, like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I've got one where, like, it was just a really hilly run and, like, dude, my quads just basically gave out on me and uh another like charlie uh, yeah we had like a threshold workout it was like our first week there and i was like literally it wasn't even that bad now that i'm thinking about it but i threw up at the end of the workout yeah so it was one of those like welcome to college running workouts yeah no mine that first uh like cross season we did mile repeats it was like four or five mile repeats and I was like, all right, you know, let's go. Like, I'm, I'm going to stay with the big dogs on this one. Like, I was like, I'll be at the front of the pack. Like, I'll just hang on everybody. And I was with them the first lap or the first mile. I was with them the second mile and then just burnt to hell the last two reps, the last two miles. And I had never thrown up after a workout. And that was the first time I ever threw up. I just like <laughs> dropped off the side and my body was like, I was just like out of it. It was like harder than a race. And I was like, geez, this is this is the real deal. Like, this is it. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. And those workouts, those workouts make you better. But yeah. man, they uh they create some memories as well. Oh yeah. The process. So. I'm sure like yeah. uh I mean, looking at that now, what's like what do you think you did wrong in that uh that workout? Um, I was like racing it, you know. I just went out with guys that I should not have been going out with, and that was kind of the the story of that entire season was me just like being out of shape and compensating for that by trying to like show off and like be with the like faster guys. And so that was, that was the issue there. I think I needed to like step back and just like really be honest with myself and understand that I couldn't like, there were certain paces that I just couldn't hit at that time. I ironically, I'm at, we're actually doing that same exact workout tomorrow morning. Like we awesome. hit the same place in the season. So we're doing the like, uh four by a mile tomorrow like our our, our classic mid-season mile repeats nice uh and is like there um what have you like 
you know, you said you wanted to like basically race the workouts and everything. And uh, so how have you like trained or what have you transitioned into now? Like how have you uh, worked on that and, you know, gotten better at uh, at your workouts? Like what have you done for that? It was it's just like a lot of just like honest pacing for me. Like I, I run I'm a very like by feel runner. I like really feeling things out, like regardless of time, like I by burning myself out and running super hard like that, I kind of was able to realize like, okay, this is what really bad feels like. This is what like running within pace feels like. And um, my current roommate and one of the, uh, he's a super senior. So one of the older guys on the team, when I got here, uh, really harked on us, like that we need to learn how to run by feel and be relaxed and like not be afraid to drop off if you feel bad like you need to put the effort into the workout that's required nothing more and nothing less like if coach tells you like today's supposed to be like a tempo workout if you feel like you're breathing too heavy or like rigging out too hard like like let's chill out and so that, that's something that i've really implemented and um just being honest with myself when i like don't feel good and just understanding that like those days are going to happen and it's okay to drop back a little bit when that happens love it yeah yeah i understand that i think our coach said something similar to me last year and i think he might have even said it to both of us it was just you know embrace dropping which is like it almost sounds counterintuitive but you know there's no need to go out and put yourself through a race effort on a day that's not supposed to be like that so yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. I mean, that's, I feel like it's something hard for like us as runners to accept that idea of just like kind of admitting that you can't do something like the acceptance that you're like not in shape enough or at that day, not good enough to run a certain pace is like really difficult for, for runners to tackle, especially because it's such like a self-driven sport. So I, I think that that's, that's, I love that. Like be okay with dropping, like accept it yeah yeah uh yeah i definitely agree with that yeah but just yeah just knowing you're still getting the work in and uh but yeah but obviously now your training is going pretty well i've been seeing on your instagram you just hit your first uh 100 mile a week so you know will you kind of take us through that process you know how did you build up to that and when did that goal start yeah that was um i uh, that's something i never thought that like i'd get that high like at unt i was running or like over that like UNT time, I was running like 60 miles a week. And like, I feel like it was the death of me, you know, but just slowly um, over the last couple seasons, I've just built up um, just like gradually. And then this year um, going into the summer and the like cross base phase, I talked to my coach and she was like, yeah, we're going to hit 90. And I was like, well, I mean, like, it's only 10 more miles. Why don't we just throw me up to a hundred, you know? Yeah. And she was like, okay, well, well, we'll see what we get when we get back on campus. And she gave me a 95 mile week. And I was like, let's, let's do a hundred. Like, let's just throw that extra five on. Like, it's a pretty number. Like, I want to be able to hit it. I think it'd be good for the team to like, know that we, we got someone on the team running a hundred. So, um, and I just, it was a tough week. I was exhausted all week, but um, you know, I, I got it done. That's, I mean, that's really impressive. I think that's awesome. Uh, and like you know you just said you were really tired and everything what was like some of the stuff you did uh after or maybe before your workouts that you know helped recover or you know like just like help prepare you for your workouts my big thing was hydration so in san antonio it's a super super humid city 
Um, and so I would just like, I like sweat through the draws every run. And so I had to like drink a bunch of water and I was trying to like hydrate as much as possible. Um, along with, I do a lot of band work and like activation drills before the runs. And I just had to be really, really intentional every single day before every single run, um, to make sure I had everything warmed up. Cause if I'd like let something start hurting, like there was no way I was going to get it to calm down with doubles every single day, you know? Yeah, I totally get that. I think that's important before workouts specifically just to make sure everything's activated, but Oh, here, actually, hold on. I have, yeah, go I ahead. Uh, I don't know. I like getting in depth with uh, like the recovery and uh, nutrients and all that. So you said you were doing like focusing a lot on hydration. Like, were you doing mm-hmm. like hydration packets or like you know just like a ton of water or like what what specifically uh, were you doing? I I was using the like the the noon is it noon or noon tablets? I think it's noon. Yeah, noon. Yeah, yeah. So I was using a lot of the noon tablets. Like, okay. I I honestly was it have like. I'd have like one of like this thing of water and then I put a noon in there and then one, one noon and just like trying to drink as many of those as possible. Um, and just like eating ungodly amounts of food. I had Chipotle like, like three or four times that week. Just like, just trying to down those burritos as fast as possible. You know, that's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I was going to ask that build to a hundred, obviously you didn't jump from like 80, to 100 or 70 to 100 straight away was there like a couple week period where you were like 80 85 90 95 100 kind of how did how did that build go for you yeah it was a nice slow build starting at like like i don't know like 20 in june and then just slowly like just because like the way our training program we take two weeks off so we have nothing and then we do 20 and then 40 and 45 50 and then back to 45 and so we we're just slowly dancing our way up from june all the way until uh last month when i when i hit the 100 and so i had hit a couple 90 i think it was three 90 mile weeks before i did the 100 i did three 90 mile weeks back to back and then we took a down week that was like i think it was like 82 and then we hopped up for the for the 100 mile week that's a down week. 82 miles is a down week i love it yeah classic 82 yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, yeah. So how do you feel now? Like, I mean, you, you've done it. Um, I'm sure like probably that next day you were just like, Oh, like you felt so good. But like, how do you, how do you feel now? Like, does, is your body like aching or like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I feel pretty good right now. Um, but that's cause we had a, like a nice taper week last week for, um, Paul short. I went down to like 72, um, to kind of cruise into the, into race week. But the week before that, was when the three ninety mile weeks, the hundred mile week, all the summer, everything just kind of came like piling on me. I would just like get up for the runs and like my knees were hurting, my feet were hurting, like muscles in my like calves that I didn't know existed were starting to ache. And like it was just like general fatigue all around. But I just knew like I just I just had to push through it and 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 keep it chill and, and I'd be okay. I'd come out the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Um well so I don't for me, sometimes whenever like I uh, I wake up and I'm just like, and I do feel those like aches and pains, like I do have a, a small fear, like that it's it, it's an injury. Um, did you ever have that fear, or did you were you just like, frick it, I'm going all in? It was a little bit of both. Like they were all like soreness pains. Like there was never anything that was super super acute. My shins did start hurting a little bit in the middle there, and I've had knee pain. 
kind of all season and the knee pain flared up in the middle, like the, the week after the hundred mile week. And I was like, Oh baby, like, like we just got to hold on. Like at this point, like, you know, at this point there's, there's no point in stopping, you know, like what's done is done. Like I'm, I'm getting old. Like the body will hold together, you know, yeah. it'll, it'll, it'll do my bidding if I ask it. <laughs> love it. I love that mentality. Yeah. That's awesome. Are you, so you're a senior. Are you planning on returning for a fifth year? Or yeah, do you have I, a fifth year? Yeah, I'm coming back for a fifth year because I have that like freshman because I'm like I'm an academic senior, but technically like a, a NCAA junior. So I'll be coming back to Trinity next year. I got some classes I got to f- uh, finish up. And, you know, if I have a last cross season, you know, it's it's like a last hurrah for for me. So so might as well, you know, I feel like I've earned it. <laughs> Heck yeah. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. And so how has this season been going for you? Uh, this season has been going surprisingly well. I'm I'm really happy with the the progress that I've made. Um, cross has always been tough for me, you know. Like the 8K, like I, I've been running it for this is my third year running the 8K, and it it took me three years to feel like I really figured out like what works for me, how to go out in the race, like finally feel like aerobically confident enough in myself to like push through those middle uh, middle miles and like. I really took time to sit down with my coaches and come up with like a season long race plan um, to just kind of divide up my race and, and do what works well for me. So uh, it's, it's been a lot of like mentally a lot. It's been a lot more mentally challenging this season for me than it has been physically. Like just learning how to fight through like three K through like six K, like just being able to like grip my teeth when you're like in the back of the woods of some of those like bigger races and just, just be ready to push through. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, what goes on in your head in those in those moments? You know, what have you been practicing and kind of learning? It's it's a lot of like internal screaming, just like <laughs> like 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 not like all jokes aside, it's just a lot of just like you know, just kind of trying to push myself through it. Like <clears throat> I know a lot of guys will get like like super David Goggins about it. You know, like like they'll know me, son. Like I, I'm I'm feeling good right now, but it's the like. Like, I understand I don't feel bad, and it's that, it's, I understand that I feel bad, and that I need to push through it, and just the thought of, like, I've spent so much time doing this, you know, I spent, like, a month of my summer away from my family, and, like, all my, a lot of my friends just training out there by myself, just to, like, just for this moment, like, I can't just, like, wuss out at the last second, you know, I just, like, have to push it in, and so it's just a lot of, like, that, like, you know that 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 anger and and like frustration of of getting turned down and just like pushing myself through it that's awesome i love yeah. that mentality that's great yeah that's pretty cool um well so you know we've talked a lot about your running uh and you know we found you on instagram and you've gotten a, a pretty hefty following on instagram pretty recently uh and i don't know just uh take us through that uh that experience as a whole yeah so my Instagram um, and my YouTube have existed for three years now. I started it when I was at UNT and I would post like stuff on Instagram and uh, I mostly focused on YouTube back then, to be honest. Um, and just over the last like three or four months, I, I posted a, a video, like it was like a poop joke. It was my um, like, uh, <laughs> like, you know, uh, um, Sometimes all a good run means is not pooping yourself. 
<laughs> and it blew up and i was like oh that's all i needed to do like i was trying <laughs> to make like super like like really like aesthetic shot like videos and like using like cooler music and then i make a poop joke and that's what blows up and i was like okay and then the second one i posted after that was me joking about being afraid of women and that one got even bigger and i was like oh, okay <laughs> so this is what's working so since then it's just been like a a nice flow of followers and um i actually i'm studying marketing at trinity um so it's it's kind of been up my alley so i've been doing a lot of like research on the the like data and analytical side of the instagram following and trying to understand the algorithm and like how to like organically grow a page because um i think that there's like a lot of difficulties for people trying to like grow like too quickly or like just getting one viral video because like virality versus something that's like i think the technical term is like evergreen and slowly growing like can completely change the way that the algorithm looks at your at your page so it's it's been like a nice growing process but it's it's just been over the last couple months that just you know i got i got one got the ball rolling and since then it's been it's been growth that's cool um well so i don't know i uh i guess before i keep asking these questions uh like you know, we we like to talk about running, but we also like to talk about you know what, uh, like our the people we're interviewing likes. Uh, and I don't know, I am interested in all this um social media stuff because like I mean I'm I'm a business major. I'm not doing marketing, mm -hmm. but like you know I do find all this stuff uh on Instagram really interesting and like yeah the algorithm like I I'm starting to figure it out. I guess I don't know. We had a video do pretty well recently. Uh, but yeah, like whenever you said uh evergreen and virality like how and how it looks at it differently like how do you like how does it look at it differently so like i said i'm i'm still new to all this so yeah. I, like I'm, I'm not a guru if i say something wrong i apologize to the people <laughs> but um so like a viral video is something that immediately blows up and is just uh kind of random in its own sense while and will get you a lot of likes a lot of and a couple follows and a lot of comments but just like within a period of like a week an evergreen video is a video that is consistently getting likes views comments shares and gaining you followers consistently over a longer period of time like those first two videos i posted i'm like consistently like once a day i'll have someone comment or like I get people like reposting it on their page. And so that's something that's like consistently bringing in more followers and consistently showing the algorithm like, hey, people like this guy kind of knows what he's doing. Like they're enjoying his content, like keep sharing it. And the other big thing um, is consistency of posting. Like you have to like post a lot more than you think you need to and a lot more than like, you think you should to keep the algorithm going because like if you wait too long in between videos then you lose a little bit of that like momentum mm. that's interesting okay mm -hmm. cool all right this is this has helped me uh, uh with our instagram page uh i think we do yeah. have like an evergreen video going on right now because like um like the, the, we posted a video and like um we got 50 likes that day nothing big and i was mm -hmm. like okay this is it's like a, a good video it wasn't like you know our best or whatever and then i wake up the next morning and i'm like you have 25 new followers uh like and 50 new likes and all that i'm just like well that's weird that it just kept going overnight because that's never happened yeah. and then that was that was like two or three days ago and like even today i woke up and like we had 12 new followers and like 
another 20 likes and uh it went from 50 likes to right now it's like around 400 and something like just over the span of like four days and i'm just like it's blown me away uh but uh yeah i do love it because we've gotten we we grew like almost uh doubled our following in like a week uh so yeah yeah I mean, and so you yeah oh sorry yeah i was just no you're good you just gotta like like and like understand the formula of what that video was and like what how that worked and just kind of like I'm, don't do the same thing over and over but kind of make it a little more like shape future videos closer to what people liked about that video but no the like the like first video that starts doing well the like comments and then getting likes you know like your, your phone's just kind of constantly buzzing it's 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 weird to get used to i'm still getting used to it like that that's one thing that i um like with the whole instagram thing that's still very new to me is like like I, I get people like arguing in the comments like i told my friends i was like that's kind of how i know it's big like you just have like cross-country dudes like well, I run 1730 in the 5K and I'm a freshman right now. Like they're arguing <laughs> in my comment section and I'm like, I'm like, yo, this is kind of funny. You know, I'm like scrolling through and but, like, I'll just be, I'll be like, like I was taking a test today and some dudes got into it on one of the comment section of my videos and my Garmin was going off and the, the, <laughs> the professor was looking at me like I was cheating and I was like, dude, I don't know how to tell you. It's just some kids like arguing about a 5K time. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. That is amazing. I love that so much. I, I hope that's what ours becomes. I think that is really entertaining. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, yeah um, you just gotta keep pushing. Like, yeah. regardless, just just keep posting it. I love yeah. y'all's content, so it'll it'll yeah. work out. I'm sure. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So, uh, we don't really have too many more questions, but I think the uh something we can end it on is like, what's been your like hardest slash best racing experience? Best. I feel like hardest and best are two very different, very okay, different yeah. things for me. Yeah, you can, you can so, answer for two. Yeah. Yeah. So hardest was the Oberlin interregional cross country rumble. My, uh, sophomore year or by like first year here at Trinity, it was like my first time, like on a travel meet, you know, I was like, yeah, you know, I made the travel squad. We're going to, we're going to, to, uh, uh, we're going to Oberlin. And then uh, we get there and the course had, it got rained on the day before. And the, the, like the school that was hosting was like, the course holds water very, very well. And I was like, I don't know what that means, but like, you know, we're going to run well. And then like, we pull up and like I said, I'm from San Antonio. So it's like, it's hot down here and like, everything's kind of dead and just dirt. So you get up there and there's grass and, um, most of the course was like a mulch path that just became like pure mud. And so you would just like run and you'd sink into it like ankle deep, sometimes all the way to your calf. And like normally that year I scored like fifth on the team and I was all the way back to eighth. Like I was, I was fighting to not like get dead last in the race. And that was one of those like, like wake up calls, like, like, Oh my God, like this is, this is real. Like this is really, really difficult and um like after that race for the rest of the season i continued to like just kind of like falter off and i ran poorly i lost my regional spot not necessarily because of that race but because of all the bad races after that but that was like the hardest race i've probably ever run um yeah, i gotcha mm -hmm. oh, all right what yeah. about like uh best racing 
my best race, it's got to be track. I, I run the steeple in track. And I think my, my best race was we flew out to uh, California in L.A. We ran the Azusa Pacific, like, last chance meet. And it was um, it was for people that are like getting ready for nationals, and I, I kind of had no business being there to be honest. I wasn't very close to the nationals cutoff, but I had won conference in the steeple, and like we kind of have horrible conditions here for a lot of our races, and so our coach was like, you know, you, you've earned a chance to like, you know, go out there and, and and see what you can do, and I was like, okay, yeah, thanks, coach, you know, and so we flew out, and um, I got to throw down with some 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 really fast dudes. In the steeple, I just hung on to the back of the pack and like just embraced the hurt and attacked every single hurdle like harder than than the last one and and PR'd. I think I ran uh, nine, I ran nine thirty eight there um, oh, to close out my like first my first steeple season, and it was just like it was such a such a great experience, you know. Like I went in there just I think my PR before that was nine fifty five. Oh wow! And yeah, and I went in. I was just, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna leave it all out there today. Um, like, I didn't necessarily feel incredible stepping on the line, but uh, I was, I was gonna give the best I could give that day, and I felt like I really did. I, I really just left it all out there, and I was satisfied with my effort, more than satisfied with the time, and you know, I just enjoyed the rest of the time watching, watching my friends race. Um, so that was, that was one of my favorite trips, and probably my one of my best races. That's that's really cool. Uh, and so I'm I uh, also do steeple. Uh, and I guess uh, I only I've done it once, but it was you know I, I guess I'll do it next year or this upcoming track season. But uh, what's something that yeah. like for just people that want to do the steeple or that uh, are learning how to do it? Like what's something that you could tell them that you think would benefit them when uh, practicing? Um, embrace the water pit. The water pit is the key to the steeplechase. That is why I love steeple so much. It is the only race that distance people in track and field get to run that is naturally, like, divided up, you know? Because, like, the 5K, you're just kind of going. Um, the the 15, you, like, take a breath for too long and you're out of the race. And the 800, I don't even want to talk about the 800. But that's that's a cursed race, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. but that's just because i'm i'm not very good at it but yeah. the steeple like being able to confidently attack the water pit and um like move on competitors on the water pit like for me my per like my my signature move is 600 out i'm i'm attacking i'm attacking the water pit hard and i'm beating whoever i'm next to out of the pit and if you can beat them out of the pit you make up a lot more time um, then you think you can like just 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 within that like one that one pit jump. So I, I spend a lot of time practicing pit jumps and practicing just being comfortable and like wet spikes and comfortable like landing on no matter which foot I come down on. Like I'll do it with um, like I make sure to do it with people around me too. Mm -hmm. So like in practice, practicing like having to like push and shove your way up to the pit is like a big deal because I think the first time people run steeple. Even if you do water pit, even if you practice the hurdles, what you're never used to is hurdling around other people. Like just like, I mean, if you if you run the steeple, you know, like you go up to that first hurdle, and if there's a bunch of people in front of you, sometimes you can't even see the barrier, or like people are throwing bows for no reason. Like, mm -hmm. like 
like I remember like when I was running it, it was like me and one other dude. He was pushing me. I was like, dude, like it's just me and you, dog. I were like it ain't that deep. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um well yeah, it was so yeah, for for me, my first steeple uh, or only steeple race so far uh, was with one other person, uh, <laughs> and so thank God I won that race. Uh, but yeah. yeah, that was. Hey, we take know, those. We take those. Exactly. Yeah, we take them. Um, but yeah, no, I have not been in that uh, like heavily crowded racing or steeple racing experience yet. But you know, now I know uh, you know how to how to really help myself with that um, attack attack the water barrier. That'll be fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, okay. So on you did actually mention that, uh, like you, uh, like after that really hard race that you did with all the mud and everything, that you know you weren't having other races going well. Um, but now mm-hmm. now you're doing better. So like, how mm-hmm. did your mentality throughout those seasons, uh, change? And like, what did you do to to help yourself with that? Um, I think the first important part of that for me was like humbling. Like it just kind of told me like. And that's where, like, going back to the beginning of the podcast, that's where all the wash jokes come come from. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, yeah, like understanding, like, I'm not that guy, you know, just like being like, you know, you, 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 at a second's, like, at any moment, you could get hurt. At any moment, you could have a bad race or just like mentally check out and somebody could beat you. And like, you know, and just like understanding that and understanding like how lucky I am to be able to c- progress to where I am. And to be racing as, as well as I have been racing, like, is, is kind of what, what's keeping me going. So that's, like, a big mentality change is instead of feeling like I have to race, I have to do, like, I have to run this time. I have to make Travel Squad. It's I get to do this. Like, I'm just I'm just happy to be here, you know, like, like, like at this point, really. I never thought that I would I'd be running the times and competing the way that I'm competing. Um, and so, like, I still do of course put pressure on myself and have those moments where I feel like, like I have to race a certain way. And, um, like I, I, all jokes aside, I definitely like beat myself up like after bad races and after like not pushing myself the way that, that I feel like I should have, but like being able to take that step back and, and understand that I'm, I am still lucky to, to just be running and doing all this is, is what's important. You know? Yeah. Sorry, I'm so sorry. There's there's someone with a speaker outside of our door. I don't know if you can hear that or not. Oh, I can't. Okay, that's <laughs> good. Right, right. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. it was just like, <laughs> it's making me. <laughs> it's I, I know. I'm so, you were in, like, what you were saying yeah. is so true. I'm sorry we did not have a straight face while. <laughs> yeah. No, because that <laughs> is something good. that I've had to work on a lot, is, especially recently, is just remembering how lucky we are to be here. And, like, yeah. because. I always, I always like to put it in perspective, like, if I told myself in seventh grade, like, I'd run this time and it would be a bad race, young me would lose his mind. He'd be like, yeah, like, four, four, thir- like, anything under 440 is, is bad? Like, what, what <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, I love that mentality. And I think, yeah, humbling yourself um, and taking the pressure off a little bit. Well, still, you know, being able to check yourself, as you said, but yeah, taking that pressure off definitely is a, is a really good, is a really good mentality to have. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like it's a, it's a fine line like mm-hmm. that, like being like way too into it and like putting like your entire life around, like I, my life definitely surrounds running, but like at such a like point that it's a detriment to your racing and like, 
yeah. to your mental health and everything. But then there's also like a way to like, n- like, you know, not care and like take it too much as a joke to yeah. where you're, you're not pushing yourself too much. And so that's, that's yeah. something I feel like I struggle with is, is like right, right in that line. So yeah. What advice would you give to a runner just starting out? Um, just to enjoy it, you know, take, 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 take every day, like one step at a time. Like don't put too much weight on yourself to run anything super crazy. Like I feel like a lot of people start running cross and track cause their friends do it. Like enjoy time with your friends. Like, like with all the great and poor races I've had in my career, like my favorite part about cross and, and college and high school has always just been the people I've been able to spend time with. So just, just enjoy it, you know. Don't don't put too much weight on it, especially if you're young. You know, you got a lot of time to to figure stuff out. Like, I, I I went on a crazy path myself, messed up a bunch, you know, had people kick me down, and I turned out alright. I think. Yeah. So like, it's you know, just 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 enjoy the ride. Yeah, I love that. I Heck yeah. Agree. Awesome. Well. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and thank you so much, Diego, for joining us today. I know we just had a lot of fun with this episode, and uh, I hope you did as well. And, yeah, I, uh, I had a great time. Awesome. I, I'm glad to hear it, and we will see everyone on the next episode. Goodbye. Yeah, thanks, guys. Go follow me on Instagram. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Be sure to like and subscribe, and we'll catch you all next week.